Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. There wasn't a lot of separation. You know, they both guys had good camps. They both played well. Both had their down moments. Both had their good moments. Thought it was good overall for both of them. Uh, we just made this decision. We think it's for the best for the team right now moving forward. But we have two good quarterbacks, two quarterbacks that we can win with. And uh, unfortunately, you can't play with two. There's league rules and there's my rules. <laughs> They ain't going anywhere. We're on the same as last year. I don't give a crap if they're vaccinated or not. They ain't going anywhere. Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians implementing his own strict COVID protocols after kicker Ryan Suckup, who was vaccinated, tested positive for the virus. Arians told reporters even vaccinated players aren't going to be allowed to leave the team hotel or have family visit the hotel on road trips. He said, for us, life is not normal. Families at the hotel, all those things out the window. Buck's obviously trying to repeat his Super Bowl chance. Well, now we know his political affiliation. Bruce is having none of it. <laughs> They're only there for a night. There's nothing to do. To, there's no visitations to be had. Get in on Saturday, go through stuff, but get up Sunday, play, and then they're gone. Unless it's, uh, you know, on the West Coast, the East Coast, something or other that an unusual situation. Sometimes if teams have back-to-backs, they'll stay back there. Denver Broncos announced that Teddy Bridgewater will be their starting quarterback. He beat out Drew Locke for the job. You just heard the head coach Vic Fangio said the competition was close. Click, 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 close. Good. I, I love Theodore getting his job. Because? Because I want to say Theodore. Teddy, a.k.a. Theodore Bridgewater. I just don't know how much confidence that gives Bronco fans. Not Vicky just said he had two. They can win with both of them. Mm, okay. And you're just questioning the confidence of Bronco fans? Yes, I am. Who are you? The guy who talks to Bronco fans. Now it's a oh, not a scientific a uh, at the survey. There we yeah, go. There we go. They, they think lock blows. Oh my goodness! I so wish, how does I wish you were an introvert and didn't constantly yak with those people at the station. Too bad. <laughs> So if Locke isn't any good and Bridgewater can barely beat him out, what does that mean? Well, I guess if you frame the argument the way you just did, Mm -hmm. it means they suck. Well, that was the conclusion you wanted in the first place, so you framed it to be that way. All of a sudden, I've become the best, biggest Bridgewater fan. And you used to talk to me at Channel 2, but now I went down there the other night. My gosh, security escorted me out. Niners coach Kyle Shanahan remains mum on who will start at quarterback. I've got a pretty good idea, but as you guys can see with everything, I don't know our schedule a couple days from now. So I've always had a pretty good idea, but there are a lot of days between now and then at every position. At least he didn't go to the death card and say, I don't know if anybody will be alive well, Sunday a when the NFL draft Nice follow-up to that. Jimmy Garoppolo expected to be the week one starter. Trey Lance, Nate Sudfeld also on the roster. Jets defensive end Vinnie Curry was diagnosed last month with a rare blood disorder that required the removal of his spleen and triggered complications that will cause him to miss the entire season. He was a starter on the Super Bowl title winning team in 2017, was initially projected to return in the middle of September. Blood clots formed 
forced him to go on blood thinners. No physical contact three to six months. Curry says he intends to play in 2022. He'll try again next year. Did you ever hear of a common blood disorder? It seems like they're always rare. Uh, I think there are common blood disorders. We just nobody says leukemia is. I didn't ask you if you've if there are. I've asked you if you've heard of them. This is not how they describe them, but yes, I've heard of them. But no one says it's a common one. Somebody has leukemia, right? It's like clouds when they're all dark and threatening. They must always be preceded by ominous. True. And disaster. Oh, anytime you use unmitigated, you have to follow it with disaster. An unmitigated disaster. Watering of the lawn. No, it, it, it never <laughs> has. If you use the word unmitigated, the next word is always going to be disaster. Every time. It's like a Q followed by the U. It's got to be. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Jaron Hall is going to start against Arizona. He's had a great camp and he earned the job. The other guys have played well and it was a great battle. I've, I've never gone that far into camp giving everybody equal reps, but I felt like it was warranted in this case. And we did more team 11 on 11 reps than I've ever done in my career. Jaron earned the job. I told the QBs yesterday, you know, well, actually we talked about it a week ago. They've sort of known how this was shaping up. This isn't my decision. This was decided on the field by their play. Jaron deserves this opportunity. Still believe in those other guys, but I'm really excited to see Jaron play against Arizona. Aaron Roderick, offensive coordinator for BYU. Who made the most explosive plays, PK? Who had the fewest turnovers? Oh, he said Jaron Hall. Yeah, I thought Aaron Roderick really uh, articulated what needed to be t- articulated because he said that, and that, that's a... You know, that that's like a tangible fact. You know, we're not at practice, but they're they are, and they film everything and review it a thousand times over. And so, having Aaron Roderick say that he had the most explosive plays and fewest turnovers. All right, if I'm a BYU fan, even not, but looking at it objectively, and no matter what position or what school is going to have a quarterback uh, battle, what NFL program, if the OC comes out and says that. How do you not say, okay, I can see why they made that decision. It makes complete and total sense. And both he and Kalani Sataki, who came on after Jaron Hall, said that they decided, the field decided it. And I love that. Majerus used to have a line that I don't determine playing time the players do. And, and several coaches have used that over the years. And so I like that. You know, they didn't go into it with... Uh, this I offered this kid a scholarship and you offered that kid a scholarship so I have a favorite here or whatnot. They put it out there and they allowed it to play out and this is the conclusion that we thought it was going to come to and it did come to that but they have some evidence. I like that. Aaron Roderick is a great interview because he'll tell you he's not a cliche guy under any circumstance so he's going to tell you exactly as much as he can as to why he's making these decisions the most explosive plays fewest turnovers who can't get behind that I guess there are other things to know and they're there so you just have to trust him that assumes that the competition is equal that everybody got the same number of well, reps he said they did with the ones and against the ones so he said it's as long as it's gone and he's been coaching yep. over 20 years and for quarterbacks when you're not getting hit how different is the game so when you get to games will players perform at the same level so there's still questions out there but you know to your bigger point that's what people want they want big plays and nobody wants turnovers so if you can win in both those categories, 
you get the shot against Arizona. And I think that he's allowing fans inside a little bit by saying what he says, talking as he's talking. He's letting you know, this is what we're thinking. This is what we're seeing. If I'm a hardcore Cougar fan, I want Aaron Roderick to be interviewed because he's going to spell it out for you. To me, saying what he said yesterday, listening to it when they got on the Zoom at noon, I mean, I knew what the decision was going to be. We all did. But I like how he spelled it out for us, and particularly the fans in the Cougar Club, the people who pay the money to be invested financially in the program. I don't pay a dime to be financially invested. I'm invested because it's part of my – it's a requirement to stay employed, obviously. So, in a sense – it's very important to me because that's how I get my money. And to listen to him speak and tell us why, I really appreciated his, what would you say, candor? Yes, and I think that's very important. You need to underline what you said, throw down a few exclamation points after it. People pay a lot to be as close to and as inside programs, teams, clubs, franchises as possible. That matters a lot. It's an easy thing to say if they win, the fans will come. Well, obviously, winning is the biggest piece of the puzzle. But it's not the only piece. People want to be inside. Those, when you watch a Cowboy game on TV and some players running on or off the field because there's an equipment problem or they've been hurt and they need an x-ray or whatever, you see them run past those fans who are on the ground level in those suites. Those suites do not have a great view of the end zone at the other end of the field. There's big chunks of the game you can't see very well. What they're paying for, and they're paying top dollar – is to see the guys in the tunnel and say, yeah, they can go back to go back to work or in the neighborhood or whatever and, and say, oh, yeah, I saw him. Coming. He was limping really bad. I think that knee, ankle, whatever is really bugging him. People want that little glimpse, that little piece of the story that's behind the scenes that everybody can't see that they weren't getting until that moment. So if coach can give it to them by talking for five minutes, then that's really important to teams financially. This stuff matters in the long run. It do. USC wide receiver Brew McCoy will not face criminal charges stemming from a felony domestic violence arrest on July 24th. L.A. County District Attorney Office determined it had insufficient evidence to proceed with the case. That's according to a report in the L.A. Times. McCoy remains suspended from all team activities. The school conducts its own review of the allegations, and it is unclear if or when he'll return to the team. We were talking wide receivers right before that. It had to be July 22nd or 23rd. And you brought up Brew McCoy as they've got several guys who are good, but is a guy who could end up having the best season. Now, he's obviously got to get on the field for that to happen. But the point is, he's a talented guy and a big part of the puzzle that has USC picked to win the South. So what they decide to do with him could be important. Yeah. First-year Auburn coach Brian Harson tested positive for COVID-19 last week, remains in isolation, told reporters on Wednesday he's not against people getting vaccinated. Let me be clear, I'm not anti-vaccine, and any narrative along those lines is misinformed, Harson said. However, he's declined to say whether he or has or has not been vaccinated. Seems like the coach not going to practice this time of year would be a little bit of an issue. But apparently he's steering clear. You know, it depends on what his position is. I mean, he's the head coach. Is he coaching a position? How involved is he in the day-to-day minutiae as opposed to coordinators running the game and he's yeah. more CEO-type role? I don't know. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 2-1. 
Ground ball off. Piams kicks to the right. Piams bare hands throws the first in time for the out. Didn't go home with it. And the run scores as Bregman comes home. And the Astros win it in the bottom of the 10th. 6-5. Camarita's 1-2. And the camera's a ball. Deep center field. Forget about it. Gone. Two-run blast. Dodgers back in front. 16th inning, A.J. Pollock, a two-run homer to end a marathon game, 1 a.m. local time, 2 a.m. here. See part of that? How how long were you able to hang with it before you finally gave up? Because I can't imagine you stayed up till 2 a.m. having to do radio this morning. Oh, no, I do what I always do, unless it's playoff. I go to bed at 10 o'clock. Draw the line. Yeah. So it was 1-1. Nobody could get a clutch hit. It just went on and on. Finally... The Dodgers scored twice, but then Fernando Tatis Jr. bounced a home run off the top of the wall and out of the park to tie it and extend the game. And then the home run you just heard in the 16th inning for the win. 13 innings was as long as the game had gone since they started putting runners at second base. This one, three innings longer. Win number 80 for the Dodgers. They won the first two games in the series with the Padres. The Giants won also, turned five double plays while beating the Mets 3-2. to two, So I did watch that game. That game preceded the, well, I was on the baseball network, different networks, but nevertheless, it was earlier, obviously, because they're playing in New York and the others are playing in San Diego. And they were talking about the Giants, first team to 80 wins, and they got 36 games to go. If they go 18-18, and 18, they can still win 100 games. Yeah, somebody tweeted that out. I saw that yesterday. That's awesome, man. Yep. I mean, they're probably not going to go that bad since they've been going. They've been all playing year. at a six fifty. And it was so. the Mets announcers when they do the baseball network. I think they have their own broadcast, but I think that's like on Thursdays or something. So they pick up local. Yeah. Feeds. So it's Ron Darling and whoever the other guy is, and Darling, a longtime Mets pitcher. And they were talking about, man, everything that could go right for the Giants this year has gone right. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> that they have, they have found so many ways to win games. Good for them. Pinch hit homers, five double plays, whatever it takes. Dodgers just picked up win number 80. They'd be the uh, second team in baseball. Tampa Bay sitting on 79. They're almost there. So Dodgers stay two and a half back as both the Dodgers and the Giants win. Baltimore, that massive 19-game losing streak is over. They beat the Angels 10-6. Get the monkey off the back, even though you're going nowhere. Got the worst record. Worst record in Major League Baseball, at least the 19-game losing streak. Well, hey, man, we still got a chance to catch him. You could. Diamondbacks sitting on 43 wins right now, and the Rangers on 44. But the Orioles at 39. It was a clutch losing streak by the Orioles in the, the race for the number one pick. It's going to be a good race down the stretch, I think. <laughs> I don't know that it matters, you know, baseball, because they, they don't always go the talented guy. They sometimes go the most signable, signable guy. Signable guy, right? So, if you draft a talented guy and then he goes plays college baseball, what good did that draft pick do you? Or maybe just goes into the theater and doesn't play ball at all. Seems like a rare story. Do you have somebody in mind? The theater? Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, come on. Plenty of guys. They get an opportunity to come out of the Dominican? No, they say they'd rather go into the theater. Look it up. Mets star pitcher Jacob DeGrom played catch at City Field Wednesday, and MRI showed improvement in his forearm tightness yeah. that landed him on the I.L. July 7th. And what was cool is they filmed it because he was playing catch with his dad. And he asked him. Dad? Want to have a catch? Yeah. 
And so Dad came down, was a little teary-eyed. With Kevin Costner's voice kind of breaking. And then they were, they were along the right field line, and they just had a game of catch. Well, That's what this is about. It has nothing to do with him returning. It's a very dramatic moment. They want to follow up on all the momentum they got from the Field of Dreams game. 12-year-old Gavin Weir, star pitcher for Sioux Falls, South Dakota Little League team, threw his fourth no-hitter of the tournament, extending back to the regionals, leading his team to the semifinals in Williamsport with a 1-0 win over Torrance, California, your old stomping grounds, Torrance. Sure. Struck out 14. Struck out 114 batters in the tournament. One hit, six walks. Taking a peer into the future in four years, the new story... 16-year-old Gavin Weir has undergone Tommy John surgery. <laughs> think he can hold it that off. Was my I think he can hold it off that long, huh? Well, they don't really don't do it until then. I don't think they do it earlier than 16. The Bees open a series in Tacoma against the Rainiers. 8 o'clock tonight. Steve Klauke with the call. Pre-game starts at 7.50 here on the Zone Sports Network. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Frank Dolce, our Utah football insider, coming up at 8 o'clock. Kalen Hall, former BYU running back, father of BYU starting quarterback Jaron Hall, coming up at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.